All right, here with Wayne, we are going to talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. That's a fun topic, isn't it? Yeah, and definitely not one that's been done to death. No, no. I think we're the first to talk about it. I know. I, guys, I don't know if you've heard this, but he did an interview. <laughs> no, do you know what? I know that I, I kind of browbeated you into this one, so I apologise, Ed. I'm pretty sure no, you no, would like no, to it's have good. avoided it. But I, I'll tell you why I'm interested in talking about this. because, And I wouldn't have been. I, I wrote something about it before the interview went live. I, I wrote something and posted it on my website, basically with the... Um, general consensus that uh, Ronaldo's destroyed his legacy at United. That was from all the sound bites that were coming out. And then the the more sound bites that came out, the more I was concerned about this being a typical Morgan trick. And <laughs> the thing that really compelled me to, because I, I, I could have written something else and I was planning to do that, but then I thought, no, do you know what? I'll, I'll just bug Ed to do it and we'll sit down and talk about it. And the thing that really, really, really made me want to do it, it was the... The thing he, he did on Talksport with Simon Jordan. Simon Jordan called him out for right. Morgan. This is he called him out for it. He's like, oh, so the Lord of Tosh. It's like you sat there, basically hero worshiping, hero worshiping, hanging off every word that he's saying and making it easy. And then Piers Morgan turns around and he goes, oh well, you've never interviewed anyone. And I thought, well, that's fair enough. Do you know, like he's he's got Simon Jordan there, but and I'm not one to toot my own horn, Ed, but. I have interviewed people. You I have. do know the process of interviewing footballers. I do know the process of talking with them quite intimately in terms of getting the story that they want to get out there across. I've worked on nine autobiographies with former United players, and I think it's fair to say that United being the extreme public eye club, it's a different pressure, and it's a different kind of media environment to any other club. So I thought I can criticise Piers Morgan. <laughs> well... Piers Morgan well, is a, a global. Is a, no, no, no. Yeah, anyone can criticize Piers Morgan, and they can do it quite comfortably. But I thought in this in this genre, I'm well versed, and and I I do have quite a lot to say on it. So, and I'm sure that you Good. do as well, Ed. So yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about how to construct my thoughts while while choking on something there off off mic. <laughs> yeah, man, look, many thoughts. I I I kind of I kind of know where you're going with the Piers Morgan criticism. I think it's fair because fair, but with a qualification. So I, d- I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think it goes something along line these lines that that Morgan is a professional troll, knew what he was doing by leading Ronaldo into many of his answers seeking the right kind of headline and controversy because he exists in a social media environment to get those clips out there. And that was proven to be true. And that's all correct. And sorry, I'll let you say your piece rather than summarizing it ahead of time. But but the, the only thing that holds me back from fully going into that opinion is I, I feel a lot of it was scripted, like as in Ronaldo had some very good canned answers and clearly this was not him being trapped by an interview. They had planned this together, and it's you know he's cho- cho- chosen the 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 platform Morgan's platform not because he wants to do a serious interview about real grievances because he could have gone to a serious journalist to do that, but because he wants to reach Morgan's one million Twitter followers or whatever it is and get as much damage out there as possible because he sees it as the way of getting out of the club. I think. 
Uh, yep. And and it's caused a tremendous amount of damage. Maybe yep. too much. In fact, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see whether United have the balls to actually follow through with the, the brief threat of, of taking him to court over mm. what some of it might be considered slanderous. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're definitely right. And I think everything that you've just said there is spawn. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it with you particularly, because people listening to this will have heard us go back and forth over, I will say, not a slight difference in opinion, not a massive, you know, we both see where each other's coming from. We both see each other's points of view with it. It's oddly oil and water. There's a lot of nuance in there, and we both understand where each of us are coming from. But because we've come at it from slightly different angles in the way that we've been more willing to give Ronaldo the benefit of the doubt, me most certainly on the giving him the slack and you most certainly not cutting him any. I think it'd be <laughs> it'd be interesting for listeners to hear where we both come at from where we're both coming from from this interview. Yeah, it's, so, it's like a post mortem, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and I think like because of because of the fact that we we're both fairly objective in this and we've both got strong opinions on it, I thought it's a, a very good summary of the general consensus of the wide ranging different emotions that United fans are going to be feeling right now. So my my initial take on this was that Ronaldo just this was just from the sound bites that Ronaldo had burned his bridges. He knew what he was doing. I listened to the quotes, I saw the quotes, I thought they were disgraceful. You just can't say those kind of things and expect to still be employed by the club. So it was obviously and this hasn't changed at any point in the process. It was obviously done with the the idea of engineering his exit from United. The that's the entire intention of this interview was get me out of the club, make me mm-hmm. make me in be portrayed in such a way that there's no way back. There's no unequivocally, I'm not going back to United. I'm gonna make sure that all of that sort of stuff is put to bed. And still in his Ronaldo way, putting it across like all oh, the fans are gonna understand why I'm saying it with the five second clip about the Glazers, which I don't swallow for a second. And I don't think anybody really does. I mean he's oh, the the thing is with spin doctors like Piers Morgan and Ronaldo now is one as well is that they can take and this is they're clearly both fairly intellectual people that they can take a reasonable premise and they can say things that seem reasonable in the the arena of that premise and then they get twisted all over the place to so as to be completely ridiculous which is what you see with the the Piers Morgan and Ronaldo interview the thing what I didn't like about it. Which I have some sympathy with Ronaldo, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Because more or less, I'm going to agree with everything that you're saying about Ronaldo. I think his time's up. I think what he did was disgraceful. But there are a couple of things in there that I do want to say that were twisted. Sure. And the first one, oh, the first couple of things were, was the I don't respect Ten Hag thing. Because that, for me, was the worst thing to come out of it. He said, I don't respect the manager and he doesn't respect me. And that, for me, was finito. There's no recovering from that. However, if you do watch the interview, and I only watched it properly on Sunday night, if you watch it, I actually think what he's saying is he doesn't respect the manager's decision in that moment. And I watched it and rewatched it to make sure am I giving am I being too kind to the way that he's saying. But I think what happens when you get a non-native speaker is that there's the, the little nuances. And and yeah, all right, this is probably more Paul's arena of excellence <laughs> and his intelligence, but I, you know, I do know a little bit about demeanor through interviews and the sure, way that yeah, people yeah. try and put across their points of view. 
and then your responsibility as the interviewer or documenter in making journalists if it's written or if it's audible or video you've got a responsibility to put that across in a certain way obviously Ronaldo's not that bothered about that because he could have come out after the event and said no that's not what I meant so we know that that's it doesn't matter to him that much how how no, I think much. he was happy with the he was happy yeah. with the result of that because it's as you say it's it's something you can't come back from in a yeah, yeah, and, and, and sort of professional sporting environment. It's that's it. It's too too far gone, then, isn't it? Exactly, and he's not even arguing the nuance over that. He's not saying no. I didn't mean I don't respect him. He's quite clear. No, he's happy for that to be seen as the case. He doesn't respect the manager, and the manager doesn't respect him because that was the headline. And on that basis, even though I do think in the interview, if you watch it, I don't think he's actually meaning I don't respect the manager. He's, he's talking about the decision. I think the well, bigger picture is. You can't come back from that. The other thing, just before you jump in there, but the other thing that really, 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 really got my go, and why I do have some sympathy for him, and I've seen a lot of people coming at this saying, we'd be happy to see it come out in this way. And I have to sort of give my little two pence of experience in this area. Now, the the thing what he Morgan's team and not Morgan individually he didn't do it I know it's, it's his team that put this this clip out and they said oh it's the most explosive yet and it was basically clickbaiting trying to make you think this is going to be about United again it's going to be either about the Glazers as they they were hinting or it was going to be about the manager or even one of the players he's going to throw someone else under the bus that's what they were hinting at and it turned out to be a clip about him talking about his his the son that passed away in in childbirth. Mm-hmm which I just think is so bleeping disgraceful. It It's up there with, I mean, well, I'm talking personally as a United fan, and he's done some despicable things in his life, Piers Morgan, but he, a lot of the, his misdemeanours have seemed to come back on United for some reason. Well, two or three of them we know of. And the things that he said about Ronaldo in the past as well, which says to me that Ronaldo was madly, badly advised to take this interview in the first place, that he's got the mm. wrong people looking out for him. Because if he'd had known, I, that's what I mean. I, I think that he's just yes, I know. So, given, so, so far given, in his um, head. Given his apparent thin skin over like the most innocuous comments by Gary Neville and, exactly. and Wayne Rooney, and, and given what Morgan has said in the past. Yeah, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean, I, 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 I do agree with where you're going on there. I, I don't think the death of his child should have factored into this conversation at all. And I, I was unsure how to feel about that because one, in in one sense, I'm like, I'm wondering where his head's at. And it's only a few months ago. And it feels like he's in an emotionally fragile position that he shouldn't so- be doing this kind of interview at all. And and two, I mean, it shouldn't have been in this conversation. Like what what is, and I understand the benefit to Morgan, he yeah. wants to sensationalize everything because that's his business model. For I Ronaldo, think... yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to jump in. No, no, no. Sorry. I guess we're going to go back and forth like this. So let interruptions aplenty begin. Oh, recommence <laughs> as, as they were. But the the thing about the the clickbaiting thing. So a lot of people said, "Oh, well, Ronaldo would have been aware of the way that that would have come out. He wouldn't have been." Even Piers Morgan wouldn't have been. That would have gone to like a media team. They would have said this is going to be the best way to do it. Ronaldo wouldn't have. I guess that his team wouldn't have really have cared that much at this point because they would have just assumed it's just following the pattern of of the way um, that it's being marketed. But I think if he'd have cl- looked closely, he would have been appalled by it. He wouldn't have had any saying how that's being marketed, by the way. And if he did, if he looked at that and thought, "No, the death of my." Um, infant baby, a newborn baby is 
being clickbaited. He would have been appalled. Any reasonable person would have been appalled by that, and they would have come out and said something. So that leads me to say that I don't think that he was aware of that, and I don't think he would have been involved in that part of the process anyway. So I just want to, a lot of people are saying, oh, he would have been aware. He wouldn't have been aware. I, I know that for a fact because I, I've worked with the players and they get to a point where they're just removed from that process. It's, it's yeah, the sure, there's a social media agency that does it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do agree. I mean, he could come out and clarify some of these things and has chosen not to, yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, the, because, because the, the compound effect is that he's made every possible, he's weaponized everything, or whether yeah. it's him or his team or or Morgan or the combination have weaponized his relationship with his fellow players, the manager, the club who he accused of of not supporting him, even though, as I remember it, they gave him months yeah. off over the it, it, former teammates, pundits, the facilities manager, the tea lady, the chef. I mean, everyone. He's burned every single bridge. He did. And and you know what was funny about that as well is that the, the interviewing technique, so let's get to that. He's softballing him with questions. You know that some of those questions rounded to him before. There's even a part, and you have to have been through the process. And I'm not saying this yeah. from like a, a blah, blah, blah point of view, but I just mean if you have interviewed people, even in any capacity, not footballers, in any capacity, if you've interviewed someone for something, you will know the process of of what an interview looks like. So there's yeah, yeah. a couple of points yeah. in that interview. There's one where... Ronaldo stops and he kind of says, "Oh well, you in, you asked me this and then you asked me that," as if like the he's part of the orchestration. Do you know that he's he's saying to mm-hmm. me, "No, no, you don't ask me that there. You ask it me in a moment." But then there's right. the other part of it. We, this is why I was saying about the amateur hour, um, me being the amateur body psychologist, <laughs> and then Paul being the professional. I'd love to get his take on this. Is if you watch Ronaldo, and I and I know again, and again, anyone who's interviewed anyone will know they'll, they'll tell the you can tell the demeanor from someone who is confident in the way that they come across, and you can certainly tell that from Ronaldo's interviews because he's full one thousand percent of ego. And then you can tell when they're not confident, and when the position, when the questions are put to him in a direct way, where he's about to throw somebody under the bus. He looks thoroughly uncomfortable. You can see him shifting in his chair. You can see he's got a lump in his throat. Piers Morgan has loaded him with a question. He knows He knows because of the way that he's led the question, Ronaldo's got to come out with something back for him. He's got to say, no, this is my juicy. That's part of the game that they're playing together. And you can see that he's a little bit reluctant to do that. I'm not, by the way, letting Ronaldo off the hook with that because I think the, all of that stuff that you've just said is thoroughly reprehensible, throwing all the mm. people under the bus in the way that he did. But you can see that he's uncomfortable doing that. And that's the, the part of the the psychological sympathy that I have for him because he was not. you can see in those moments that that's not the Ronaldo that any of us know. And, and, and you can well, detest yes. the Ronaldo. But, but he could have also said no. So, no, I, 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 I mean, I do agree with you. He does He does feel uncomfortable. I mean, the the, the methodology of questioning is softball and then leading question as the lawyers would call yeah, it you know the exactly. kind of thing that wouldn't be allowed in court is it don't you think it's true that manchester united are full of pedophiles and baby eaters yeah yeah i do it's pretty much it was yeah. a construction of uh, uh, that was hypothetical by the way no, no but, but I'm not it, suggesting it that could have been that could have been on on Piers Morgan's list of questions the way that it was going. I mean, stuff like the things like there was one where he was questioning, oh, United young, the attitude of Manchester United young players. United's like historically and listeners, dear listeners, I've got my head in my hands, like they trying to explain this to you. 
Manchester United historically have got the best grounding of any youth. I know that there are one or two bad apples. There always are in every in every orchard. All right, so don't come at me with with the names of the obvious people. But by and large, Manchester United's youth academy and the way that they raise people is known as a standard, a gold standard of guaranteed quality in terms of personality and the way that people conduct themselves with professionalism throughout football. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that as someone who has like worked with these people and know that these people, when they've moved to other clubs, they've had that said about them. That's why when you see someone who goes from United or someone who was connected with like Fergie, for example, and they were close with them, they take two or three players and they get them there, the, the kids, and they yeah, yeah. tend to have two or three around because they liked the professional standards they were setting. That's yeah. So for, for Piers Morgan to say that, he knows what he was doing. It's not about Ronaldo and it's not about Piers Morgan. No, it's no, about, that, that, was all, that was all about the trolling, yeah. Exactly. The, the, I mean, look, look, given, given all of that, the... It was it was constructed. It was leading. He's looking for headlines. Morgan, whatever you want to call him, he's very good at playing this game. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing he's good at. Age. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's very good at that. That that said, it's a platform that Ronaldo was happy to stand on because I guess he feels the only way of bringing his time at United to a conclusion is to hit the nuclear button. I mean, I've never seen this. I mean, Roy King did an interview in, in which was never aired, in which he apparently named some players and called them out for some criticism. Nothing on this. Nothing. I've never seen a player, United or otherwise, go this far in burning every possible bridge with a club. And and led or not on the details, Naldo chose to go down this path. Apparently, George Mendes was not consulted. It's always. Ronaldo's PR team, right? And, uh, and the agent, the agent, yeah, the agent didn't know about it until it came out, which was very interesting. I thought, but look, the damage is is. Uh, I would be, I, I mean, never, never be shocked about anything in football, right? But the idea that he'll ever step foot into into Carrington, let alone Old Trafford again, seems seems completely fanciful. And and at this point, given everything he said. The 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 only outs are how much he gets paid to leave, which is why I think United will threaten legal action because it's leverage, and and it's going to get it's probably going to get very messy, and, and it's just absolutely shocking end to to his time at United for a second time. I listened because I know this is a bit of back and forth. I listened to the episode me and Paul did just after it was announced that Ronaldo would be rejoining, so end of August. And and we had a long conversation about Catherine Maguire. As I said then, and I'll say it again now, I could never unread the the deposition that got hacked out of his lawyers lawyers' computers and released. And once I'd read that, I couldn't unread it. Yeah. And and, and in that, he confesses to raping her, basically. Now, caveat being, he's denied it all along. But me and Paul had a long conversation about that, and we were both on the same page. So we once we'd read that. We didn't want him anywhere near the club. Then on the playing side of things, I was much more bullish than I thought I was. I have to say, I I, I said something online and everyone's free to go listen to it again, that he's, he's, his numbers were still elite. He would score a lot of goals. I wasn't sure what that do do for the team dynamic and there's no chance he's ever going to press. <laughs> so, I mean, which is all fair commentary, but I was more bullish than I, I expected I was in re-listening to it. Yeah, but yeah, but there's... That's all to. That's all just to say. I, I I'm shocked that he's come to this kind of conclusion, and that he chose to go this far. 
Yeah. I've never seen a player do this. When you think about the sort of opprobrium that was director Paul Pogba's way, and I, this is the only reference I'll make to this, but for, for even slightly hinting at his future being elsewhere other than United in interviews, because it's all very mild. I'm, I'm shocked that in the athletic poll about Ronaldo staying at United, that 8% of people still wanted him to be part of the club. I'm like, I'm wondering who those 8% of people are given the context of, of the hate that has been directed other players' way. Uh, anyway, anyway, there's a long rambling point to, to say. I mean, it would be absolutely amazing if he ever returns to United. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen a player do. He didn't need to go this nuclear. He could have even said, I just want to leave the club in an interview and it would have been arranged. I, I don't... <laughs> so, the, the conversations, and we've talked about this before, the conversations that we had over the summer were, were quite clearly... And it's been briefed wide enough for everyone to know this that the club were happy to lend leave for not basically nothing if he, as long as he yeah. found someone to and take it was down his wages. Yeah, and it, it was his his narrowing of the pool. It, it was his choice to narrow that pool and make <laughs> it like it's like number of clubs who, who he was interested in going to because of the competition that he wanted to play in. And United weren't standing in his way. Now, once he came crawling back again, because that was the second time over the summer, because the first time, by the way, I, I will say this as well, but while he was throwing everyone under the bus, and, and it does tie into a little what you were, you were just saying there, and, and listeners will know I've, I've been reluctant to comment on the Las Vegas thing, and the reason why I won't do it, and I haven't, I don't think I fully read the, the same documents that you've read, but I, I, know, I know what you're talking about, so I'm not playing dumb. But because it, and I don't want to sound like I'm dodging anything in the sense, this is just my way of putting it across that because it was between two people and there's a dispute of opinion, unless there's something that's proven in a court of law, I'm very reluctant to sort of get drawn into the sort of the permutations of that. For the same reason, I don't, I really feel uncomfortable with the way that he started throwing accusations at the people at the club when we know that we know because the club backed him. First of all, they, historically, they backed him when his dad died. They, he was given lots of time off. When mm-hmm. everything happened with, with, obviously, the tragedy early in the year, the club got behind him. They, nobody can... He, even he said that they didn't. So this is the thing where Piers Morgan is a terrible interviewer, or he's just plain dumb with the facts himself. The reason why... And, and and I don't want to get too drawn into this, but I, I'm just making the point for anyone who's saying that like they'll, they'll be saying, oh, Ronaldo didn't get any sympathy from the club. The reason why he didn't, why why they, why they weren't initially saying 1,000%, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, is because it, the timing that was presented in the, in the interview was all wrong. So in this, this happened in the space of a few days. United was supposed to go out to the Far East for their tour. They were launching the kit. And it had loads of promotional stuff around the number seven. So, and yeah. Ronaldo was full of these. He was he's integral to it, and obviously, obviously, they were due to travel and all that. And two days before was when that initial rumor came out saying he's he wants to leave. In fact, it wasn't rumor; it was briefed everywhere from Mendes. One thing he was definitely orchestrating that he, Ronaldo wanted to leave and he wanted to play in the Champions League. And everyone was saying, why has he left it now? Because we knew we weren't in the Champions League. And if he had said it at the start, then that would have been fine and we could have all moved on from that. But he'd left it just before going on pre-season, blah, 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 blah. And he wasn't going to go on pre-season and all that sort of stuff. So if I'm just playing devil's advocate, if that series of events, because that's how it happened, 
uh, people can go back and check the timings. That mm-hmm. series events happened in three or four days, and he didn't go on the tour. If that question was put out, or if if, if the point was put to the United hierarchy, oh, uh, by the way, my my daughter's ill, and I'm not going to travel. They would have been sceptical because of the timing of everything else. And when Ronaldo then he says, oh, they're a marketing thing, well, yes, they are, and nobody's really happy about that. But you are a player who's benefited from that massively. And also, it's not like United being a marketing department or in the way that they are, and we all know they are. But what, mm-hmm. a football kit launch is part and parcel of every top flight club and the, the elite clubs, they have a whole song and dance around it. So don't, yeah. I am the first to criticize United's structural issues, but don't use that as, as leverage in some kind of argument, because obviously that was going to be part of the conversation because you dropped this bombshell on them at the very last second, when you know how much of disarray is going to put into it and you know yeah, how integral yeah. you are to the plans. So don't, I, I think that that was, because we're not part of, I'm not privy to that conversation, obviously. And the, the same way, I, so I don't want to, I don't want to criticize United's hierarchy for being unsympathetic to the thing that Ronaldo's accused them of for the same reason that I'm not wading in on the other conversation. You know, you understand where I'm coming from. It's a murky water for me. I don't want to say that, but I'm uncomfortable in him leveraging that accusation at United, trying to get sympathy from the supporters based yeah. on the fact that they're, they're a marketing club. When yes, they are. But that was a yeah, complicated yeah. situation. And you've the way that you've presented it with Piers Morgan saying, Oh yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Like he, he tried to say he tried to make out like we were losing against Spurs when that's why he wouldn't come on. Because we it's exactly the same scenario as what happened against Man City and it wasn't. Well, I mean he had a, he had a few supporters on Talksport and other media supporting Ronaldo, that is, that he shouldn't have bothered. He, what it's disrespectful of the manager to to try and ask Ronaldo to come on, which of course Ronaldo said. He said, "You don't bring the best player on the world in the world on for three minutes." Yeah, look. In regards to the summer, it's it. People, myself included, couldn't help feel cynical because of the let's just say pure coincidence of Ronaldo's daughter being ill at the same time his agent was going to every single club in the Champions League. You would at least ask the question and, and not be yeah. so offended by it. And, and the thing is that it's a matter of timing. And he said it He said it this this very week. Oh, it's all about timing. Yes, it is. So go back and check your facts, mate. Because we're all... <laughs> no, the, club... the, the, the irony, of course, with Ronaldo um, accusing United of being a marketing club is after he's got all this publicity for this interview, he, he announces his partnership with Binance for oh. his new Ronaldo NFTs, <laughs> which will be selling well amongst United fans. Yeah, Just, just pure coincidence, Cristiano, that all this publicity is coming at the same time as you're shilling your, your dodgy coin. He... The... the the interview plays very differently when you watch it as yeah. when you to to when you read the quotes when you read the quotes honestly if you put some of them in, in the onion or in some other kind of parody account you wouldn't be able to tell the difference i, I was reading them going is this right <laughs> did yeah. he really say this and and you watch it and he did and the the tone ronaldo takes is obviously very different and he's struggling a little with the language and constructing his thoughts. And I'm not actually defending him. I'm just saying the tone was different when in in the live interview than the quotes come out. Although he did say them, he's not misattributed in any of it. But just yeah, the the off the scale level of 
arrogance is, is uh, yeah, arrogance is the right word. Arrogance and the lack of self-awareness is just amazing, the, isn't it? I mean, comically amazing. Yeah. So, it, he, that... he has not recognized his place in the world. Oh, oh, you know, I, I often expected at one point, because it was all led by like Piers Morgan's likes and dislikes. So he, he he's quite favorable to Roy Keane and Rio Ferdinand. They haven't come out publicly and said that they hate him. So, mm-hmm. well, or at least not to my knowledge. But Piers Morgan doesn't like Gary Neville, so Gary Neville gets a serving. It's all quite pathetic, really, because if you, you could imagine at one point he could have thrown Meghan Markle in for good reason, for good measure, and he would have probably <laughs> said something. You know, don't you just, you know, like you know that episode of The Simpsons where Krusty the Clown he sells out for Canyoneros, and he's doing the stand-up, and oh, Homer Simpson, he, he shouts at me, goes, "Oh, don't you hate pants?" He wants him to say something about pants. That's what I imagine yeah. like Piers Morgan doing. Like, don't you just hate Meghan Markle? Oh God, he's he was. Isn't so... that Meghan Markle a right trollop? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, no. for sure. Yeah, he he brought out all the greatest hits. He he scores some points. Morgan did while uh, allowing Ronaldo to score some points too. Yeah, I, I don't want to feel like I want to equivocate on any of this. I'm not deeply offended by Ronaldo doing any of this. I don't think he should have been at the club again. Anyway, I I. I um, me and Dan talked about it from a football perspective. Uh, he's been net negative for for United from a football perspective for quite a long time. And so I'm not actually deeply offended. I, I've just wanted him to go for some time. And if this facilitates him leaving, then great. What I am is a bit shocked at, like, he'd choose to do it in this way. Yeah. It could have been very mild. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just given an interview, said, yeah, I want to leave. And it'd be best for everyone if 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 we part ways. And And the club would have facilitated that be disruptive in the middle of a season but but better than better than the idea of Ronaldo being in the dressing room being even more disruptive to choose to go this far and go along with the game it's it and clearly clearly is badly advised but he's also he's he's actually for a for for a I choose my words carefully for for a man who his profession is is not using words he's he's pretty articulate yeah. And and intelligent. He knows like, what he yeah, he's he, not, he, he knows, knows what he knows what has happened here and his team have not come out afterwards trying to repair the damage. And so he wanted to inflict as much damage as possible. And 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 I think most people have concluded that's because he wants to get out. Do you, do you but he also wanted to inflict damage. In this same vein, you know, I I've gone on record as saying I'm happy that he's happy. I'm glad that I got to see him play for United again. I'm glad that I saw him witness. I, I'm glad that I witnessed him breaking these records in a United shirt. I'm glad that I got my nephew to go and see him because he loves he loved watching him play, all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, I was quite happy in the summer if he if he was going to move on, and, and then we sort of part ways on an amicable kind of way. But it is it's the sort of petrol in and and. Burning everything down, I, I really don't get. It's, it's really Mourinho esque, and the, the the curious thing is with Ronaldo is that first of all, yeah, it was definitely avoidable because I, I'm pretty sure that he couldn't, he could not have done this interview and just gone to United and said, "Oh, can I leave for free in January?" And United would have gone, "Yeah, if if you can find a club, then then fair enough, that let's do that," and it, that would have been fine. But it's it, it's so curious to me because at this point in his life, and this is where I've got. But it's a psychological thing again, where I've, I've, I've 
perhaps got a little bit of sympathy for him that I think there's something deeper going on with him that he's he's so affected by what's happened to him that he's not thinking straight on a, a whole number of things is that you know that at this point in his life he's in his career he's really concerned about the way that he's remembered right we know that that he's he's pretty much said that and he, the way the way that he conducts himself you know that that means something to him so why in the place where you're more fondly and he's more fondly remembered at United than he is at Real Madrid because Real Madrid are a more cynical club. Juventus don't mm-hmm. really love him in the same way. He wasn't at Lisbon long enough for them to have sport in Lisbon, yeah. for, for them to have that connection with him. I know he's one of theirs, so they've got a connection in a different way. But he's got this bond with the United fans. That, and, and I think he took that for granted quite a lot because he's, he's definitely now... He keeps talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, but, in the interview, he kept saying United fans will yeah, always support me. They'll support me. Yeah, and some do because what they do, they, you've got two two groups. You've all you've first of all got the younger group who they just idolise players and they don't care. And I'm not I'm not criticising that by the way. But then there's the older group as well. And you know, you'll have seen the same conversations that I have. Oh well, didn't George Best let the club down? Didn't such and such let the club down? All that sort of stuff. Even Roy Keane wanted to leave at one point. Even Brian Robson wanted to leave at one point, and all that sort of stuff. Yet, yet that's fair. But nobody did anything like. And you've been quite right with this. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because I've defended Ronaldo on a lot of things, and said, oh, even even when we've gone back and forth over his pressing, I've been more generous and said, oh well. I can see a player trying to apply himself and I don't think that he's quite shot just yet because I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. But you don't, even even with all the psychological sort of analysis of him and, and maybe I'm being more generous to him in that regard, that I see something, I see someone who's not quite, first of all, he's being badly advised or he's not seeking the right advice. And second of all, I think he's massively struggling and he's just not admitting it, that, that this kind of thing, and obviously the ego of he's not the same player as he, as he was 16 or 17 years ago. He, he's struggling with that as well, and he's just not... You know, like, because we all know what Rooney was saying. Probably he, he could have said mm-hmm. it, or he could have avoided saying it, and Ronaldo, you can tell his ego's hurt by that, which is why he's he's biting back in, which is all childish and a bit yeah. pathetic, but you can see why, oh, and you can see why it bites at Ronaldo, because... Ronaldo wanted to be just known as, and I can understand this because United do this as well. They do do it. They market the player as the best in the world. And that's fine, even though we know that he's not. And everyone knows at United that he's not the best player now, but they just say he's the greatest. And I understand that. Sure. But when you've got then the contradictions that say, no, you're not, you're not the greatest and perhaps it's not time for you to be playing, that's, that's troubled him as it would a player of an ego because you live by it and you die by it. I understand that. It's difficult. But nobody at United was doing that to hurt him. And he's turned it around as if, like, they were. Like, Ten Hag wasn't. He's just trying to win football matches and he can't, yeah. you know, he can't rely on Ronaldo for that. And But but isn't that surprising, Wayne, that, that his skin is so thin that yeah. he can't accept that these are football decisions? The, the, and, the... And, and the fact that he's on the bench. I mean, I know he didn't like the fact that he was suspended because he walked off. He refused to come on against Tottenham and walked out for the yeah. second time. I mean, I don't know yeah. what. So, what he, yeah, I don't, I don't know what he thought it would happen that yeah. Ten Hag would go. Yeah, all right, mate. You just decide when you're going to play. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ronaldo should be appointed assistant manager or something. It, it, he, he can't accept these football decisions, and it just it points to someone who's like so thin-skinned. And and sure, he's spent the last twenty years being being surrounded by yes men. I'm sure that's true. It's yeah. It's billionaire dickhead syndrome, isn't it? You're brilliant at one thing, you think you're brilliant at everything. And and Ronaldo has got a bit of that in that he's just not 
he's not able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Every player declines. It's inevitable. I, like I death and taxes and footballers declining as they age. I, I, and I mean, he's unable to accept the new reality and, and he's taking it deeply personally. He's going to take the next stage deeply personally too because I will be shocked if a top club wants to take him after this. The, no the, no the, one else wants this. Well, Chelsea, no one, like Chelsea this version might. of Ronaldo. Chelsea might. Because I mean, Todd not. Bowley might, but I don't think Graham Potter will. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, Todd. So, yeah, it is It is curious to see. The, the funny thing is that the, the fact that he's like, you can take Keenan Ferdinand's opinions, they mean something to him, but Gary Neville's opinion and Wayne Rooney's opinion doesn't mean anything to him. The, the, that thin skinness is, is quite pathetic. But no, I can understand in a certain way the ego thing because this is new to him. Yes, all right. You can question Ralph Ragnick. Oh, you drop him, blah, blah, blah. And I can understand that because that's Ragnick was out of his depth. So it's an easy enough shield, really. But there's no shield for him now. And, and Ten Hag's doing well. And, and he doesn't like that because he's not a, a massive part of that. And that, that is evolution. But I would have still said, and, and maybe this is where Ten Hag didn't, he didn't have a responsibility to Ronaldo. He just had a responsibility to himself and to United first and foremost. Now, mm-hmm. if United had had more. I'm just going to say the name for the sake of it. Just and Rennie Mullenstein worked with him when he when he went to the top. And I'm not saying Rennie in particular. I'm, I'm talking about someone who personally knew Ronaldo and talked, could right. get around him and say, sort of like, all right, you're not the player that you were, but you can evolve into something different. And this is how you can help the team in this way. You know what I mean? That kind of ego stroking. That's what yes. Ronaldo actually responds to. And if, they, if they'd had someone around him to do that, then United might have, had a more useful player than what they've had. I'm well, not... true. I, I I wonder whether Sir Alex couldn't have played that role. Yeah. I, 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 maybe maybe it was impossible, right? I mean, he talked about Sir Alex in the interview and said he convinced me to come, basically. And you can't go to City, it'll ruin your legacy. And, and legacy does seem to be important to Ronaldo. Well, it was until the past week or so. And yeah. and uh, But, but that, I understand what you mean. Like, could someone have said, look, you're not the player you were. But you can have, and he, this could have been true. You could have an impact as something else. Yeah. And at United, that would be an impact sub or playing in maybe some of the lesser games where United don't want to press as fiercely or, or have control of the ball. Or, or, Ed, like we earlier in the season, what we were hypothesizing spitballing. I said, oh, what, what role can he play going forward? And we actually talked about this. And one of them was, well, he's obviously his professionalism could have an impact on all the youngsters at the club. And what has he gone and done? He's, he's set fire to that. <laughs> yeah, by not only his own standards, but in the way that he threw the players under the bus. Well, who yeah. does that? And, and that, that for me, those are the, th- that, I mean, criticising the current players, his, his teammates and saying that they don't listen. When you've walked out of two games, you literally walked out of one and a lot of them followed you like sheep. And then the other one, you did it by yourself. And then you've got the nerve to turn around and criticise other people for not listening. Young, impressionable players for not listening. Well- well, it's not. It's not just that. I mean, if you if you look, I, I fully take your point there. I mean, the, the lack of professionalism is is shocking, right? For someone who's been held up as being such a professional, but he he made the same point about the manager and the club hierarchy. Yeah, he said, "I've got some things and experience, and they don't listen to me." Now, again, billionaire dickhead syndrome. He thinks he's the best player, the best coach, the best manager, the best chief executive, the best marketing team. Uh, it's it, it it is Donald Trump esque 
yeah. in everything. He's the greatest. And a lot of the problems that he was talking about, by the way, he's talking about all the... This was one that he'd obviously spoon-fed to Morgan because Morgan came out with it unprompted. Well, obviously prompted off camera, but he started talking about the swimming pool and the stuff and Carrington. Yeah, now, yeah. Ronaldo, I know this. I've been told this. Ronaldo complained about these things. And... So they enacted change, they'd made the improvements, and then Ronaldo didn't use the pool after, complaining about it, right? So that's one thing. But he's criticising the decisions. Well, the, pool, the pool's probably bigger at his house than it is at Carrington. No. <laughs> it might be, but what I'm saying is, like, he, he was complaining about things, and all these things that he's complaining about in the interview were things from, they got fixed. from, from last yeah. season. Well, not fixed, but they're working towards them. All the people yeah. in the hierarchy, he's talking about Edward Wood. Edward Wood, he didn't think wanted him or something like that. Or maybe different executives but they're all moving in the right direction they're all doing the right thing so why why not just say i i didn't recognize it when i came back but yes all right the ownership isn't great but there's still people at the club trying to work in the right direction you've got to give them we've talked about this before you've got to give these new people a chance and he's thrown them under the bus why because he because they didn't grant him his move well it's not even they didn't grant him his move because no one wanted to buy you it's nonsense and i i I'm sorry I'm rambling, but just to get on to the point, you mentioned it a couple of times, and I guess we're fairly on the same page when it comes to the interview, but I do want to talk about his legacy, how he's going to be remembered, because I think, like, this, this, like, like, you've got a thing of, like, no, very rarely in football, very rarely is the ending perfect. You know, because that's why it ends, right? The, things end because they're not good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, uh, time can stop it, but you know, the Busby Babes—they crystallized. It didn't end for any other reason than tragedy. So they are crystallizing. Yeah. In, they're, per, they're as perfect as can be. Canton are retired. Um, well, and, and <laughs> yes, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I was uh, on a plane that was crashing, no, 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 I no, no, think no. it was perfect. I, I'm, I'm teasing. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I don't. By the way, I don't want that. To, definitely don't want that to come across as being insensitive. What I'm saying. No, is no, like, no. I, I, I know you're not. I'm, I'm teasing you. Look, I think it was Brian Clough who said every manager ends in failure, and exactly, and yeah, players too. It's hard to have a perfect exit. E- even Busby. Like he was saying, oh, I've lost my grip. I don't know the modern game and everything like that. And it wasn't perfect. There was an aging squad when Fergie's retirement was mm-hmm. as good as it's as going to get. And so, for certain players, he's going to end in in infamy for want of a better phrase. Bobby Charlton left like any. He left in the same way that you would say Ryan Giggs left. He just just past a point where you thought that he would be. You can understand why. The love of the club mm. kept him going for that for just that little bit longer, so he can forgive that. But then there's the other ones. United have had implosive exits: Roy Keane, David Beckham to an extent, George Best, Dennis Law to a different extent. Extent even going yeah, way, sure. way back, Johnny Morris. Definitely, people are not going to remember that, but he was the first sort of big Busby kick out, and then then Johnny Giles as well. So United have historically had these kind of implosions. I just don't like we've been saying throughout the. The this podcast is it was so unnecessary because now I don't see like I would have put Ronaldo in my top five United players for everything that he's achieved in everywhere in the game because I think he's in the top five all time to play and then it would have been a matter of arguing the the sort of nuance where he he, he comes into that and now I, I can't see yeah how I, look I think it's fair to say top... yeah so, sorry I I cut you off but 
Uh, oh, sure. Look, he's he's probably the best player I've ever seen live. I mean, I've seen Messi live as well, so he might be. But playing for United, yeah, probably the best player I've ever seen live. Uh, and where that leaves legacy, I don't know. Time, time, time changes things. So when Rooney spent three years too long at United yeah. and tried to get out and did a press conference and a letter and all that kind of stuff and was booed at Old Trafford and, and me and Paul spent several years with her hashtag agenda against Wayne Rooney. <laughs> now I think he's a very intelligent young manager who's almost certainly going places in the game. I think he has a much more nuanced view of the world of football than people might give him credit for. He's much smarter than people give him credit for. Yeah. And and if he came back to United one day as manager, I'd be delighted, I think. So my opinion of Wayne Rooney has changed much in the five years he's he's been gone. Yeah. And we'll see. I'd be surprised in five years' time if I had as generous opinion of Cristiano Ronaldo. For one, I don't think Ronaldo will ever make a good manager. No one with that kind of ego no chance. can can. Yeah, I just I just don't see it. I mean, even Mourinho, for all his ego, gets players to run through brick for, brick walls mm. for him, or at least used to. Ronaldo, I just I just don't see it. Anyway, we'll see where the time heals. But in terms of legacy, yeah, great great player, first time round, fantastic career, one of the best ever. And then he and, and in terms of the things that are also important to fans, he's taken a great big shit on all of it. <laughs> yeah, he's... it'll take a lot of cleaning up. He's definitely plummeted out of my top five, I'll tell you that. And that is his behaviour towards the club. Because let's just put this, like all the, we've talked for nearly 50 minutes about the back and forth and the nuance of the things that he's done and the things that he said, the way that he said it. We've talked in varying degrees. I think you've been a little bit more generous with some of the way that he came across. I've been a little bit more generous, both being critical of certain aspects. But you give an interview to Piers Morgan, you know that that interview is going in the sun. It's unforgivable. If you don't immediately come out and apologise for that, it's unforgivable. Now, that that kind of thing isn't going to be covered in a contract because it's part of football. Football, particularly in the northwest of England, is part of the moral code. You don't do it. He wouldn't know. Like, he wouldn't, he doesn't even have the the level, and and this is not me defending Ronaldo. He doesn't have the level of self awareness to know. No, that no, no. Yeah, in the sun, I get that. Is unforgivable. I get that from the first aspect of doing it in the first place. Like he's been, he's given, he's been given this ego stroke from Piers Morgan. Morgan's gone in and said, "Oh yeah, you're the best player. I'll, I'll give you the platform." Blah blah blah. But he would have known on the backlash. So if you don't come out and retract it immediately, not retract it. If you don't make a, a very big apology for, like, you know, I don't. Really, I didn't really realize what the sum meant, and I'm really apologetic for that. I shouldn't have done it. That kind of I didn't realize the terrible history Piers Morgan has of gaslighting United, and it is like for, well, gaslighting his entire audience on many topics. Well, let, let's just for so. the listeners who aren't, and I know we've got an educated bunch of listeners, but for the ones who aren't aware of Piers Morgan's history, and the many, many, many misdemeanors, like Ed's just said, but the two in particular with United, we, I'm taking the criticism day-to-day out of it. The two big ones with United was that he was the editor, I think he was editor at Daily, the Daily Mirror at the time when the Beckham effigy and the Beckham dartboard yeah. was put in the middle of the paper or he was one of the senior people there. He was influential behind that. He was he, Mirror editor for some time, yeah. So he, he was definitely integral to the conversations that were had when United were put under massive political pressure to withdraw from the 2000 FA Cup. 
because it was part mm-hmm. of the FA's staging, the, the bid to stage the 2006 World Cup. World Cup. Bid, yeah. So Morgan, and this is referenced in United literature by different key figures. Piers Morgan is, is cited as a key person in this. That the, There was an agreement in place, a broad agreement, that the Daily Mirror would be more kind with the way that they represented it. They'd be more sympathetic to United's play and they put across the truth of what actually happened. And as soon as United withdrew from the competition, Morgan reneged on that and he absolutely got everyone to pile in on United and caused mm-hmm. a lot of controversy around the club for, for no reason other than to cause sh- shame on the club. Now, the thing what he thinks he's done in this case, he thinks he's being clever because oh, United's greatest ever player has, has turned his back on the club and he, he's been chuckling about it. But the thing is, really, in real terms, he's done United a favour, particularly at the time that he's done it because United have a break. The storm will wade over and by the time this is... I mean, yeah, the legal side of it might wrangle on for some time. Ronaldo would be much better advised that he doesn't do that because he'd be freer to go out and do what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So he, it's in his best interest to get it sorted as as well as it is United's best interest. It's going to breed a togetherness at the club because once Ronaldo's gone, it doesn't matter about all the sort of infighting about other people who liked him or not. We still get behind the team. United, Old Trafford will... 1,000% get behind the manager in this. With a 1,000% yeah. get behind even the the structure of the club, not necessarily the Glazers, but the people who are at the club employed to try and do it, try and move it in the right direction. So the things that Morgan thinks he's actually done, he hasn't. He, he's completely failed in every regard. Well, ask Arsenal fans, hypothetical here, how many would like Ronaldo at their club? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going exactly. to say it's less than the eight percent that voted to keep Ronaldo in that athletic poll I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I, I'd say it's been close to zero percent. In yeah. fact, so Morgan might be the only one. In fact, I think probably he doesn't want Ronaldo at his club because he knows how dis- disruptive it would be. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do agree. I think we've got this month break now, and within that month. I would imagine United will put a significant amount of pressure on United and Ronaldo's people. Obviously, he'll be sort of unreachable uh, being at the World Cup, but on on Ronaldo's people to accept an exit. And uh, the best route for that exit would be to tear up the contract. Uh, And and the only way that happens if Ronaldo accepts that he's not going to get paid the £12.5 million that he's owed on the rest of his contract. Yeah, And that's what it comes down to now, money. And if Ronaldo doesn't accept that and and they end up in court, well, that'll be really deeply unfortunate. And I couldn't tell you which way that'll go, although there's there's almost certainly a breach of contract here because in the standard Premier League contract, it's been widely reported everywhere. There are clauses around, around immediate interviews. So, you know, United could probably unilaterally rip this up and then see whether he can win at a... At a at um, an arbitration panel. Or maybe they go even deeper on this and they say some of this is slander because you've accused the club of not supporting you, of executives wanting you out. Better start naming names if that's true because if you're deposed or you have to take the stand in a libel trial, you're going to have to name them. You're going to have to prove it because that's the way libel works in the UK. And and the the fact that he's, he's burned the manager as well, I mean... Would would a I think what's the wording? Would a, a a reasonable person think that Ten Hag's reputation has been damaged? Maybe, yeah. That so was I the think, intention was the intention, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the intention. Yeah, not a lawyer here. Actual legal folks on the on the <laughs> listening to the podcast will have a proper opinion. So here's me just opining for the sake of it. But I would say, as a total amateur. 
that United have quite a lot of leverage here, meaning that it is probably in everyone's interest that this is cleared up before the World Cup and that he finds himself a new destination or just stays in Qatar and plays one of the, one of the local clubs. And it'll be good for everyone for us to break here, have a clean start in January. I think you're right, it will pull the squad together because that massive ego will be out of the out of the dressing room. Actually, a new team can be born from it. Elbs Tenog, we, we talked earlier in the, really right at the start of his reign, how, how much was he in control of Pogba and Lingard going? We don't know if that was just symbolic, he was just there when it happened, or whether or not he had a role in the contracts being pulled off the table. But it doesn't matter. It's in this specific case, we know that Ronaldo's not been his number one choice in that system, it's been his choice not to. Even Ronaldo even said it. Even if, if if he wants to try and go back on it or whatever, he said the manager doesn't respect me. So in a, a certain way, it really makes Tenag look strong in the dressing room because he's he's mm-hmm. the one who's not saying forced him out, but he's made it clear that United doesn't have, Ronaldo doesn't have. A he's in control. Yes, yeah, so he's he's in control of the club. He's and that's what we've wanted for. Even, even I'm not saying that Mourinho would have been good for it to, to give that kind of control, but you, we've needed a manager to have this kind of control. It looks like it's going well under Tenog. And I'm, if you're going to give me the 50-50, would you rather have Tenog or would you rather have Ronaldo with more control? I, I'd say Tenog 1,000%. So. Oh, for sure. Even if Ronaldo was twice the player he now is. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the players running the dressing room never works. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. What, what do you what do you reckon comes next? Then will Ronaldo find a club? I I just find it really hard. I gave you the answer in the question, didn't I? I they're talking about leading questions. I find <laughs> it really hard to work a scenario where Ronaldo joins a top club. I just well, can't see any of them wanting him after possibly Chelsea. I, I don't think Lisbon because I, I just think they're they've got their own ambitions and I know Chelsea do manager Chelsea, didn't want him and they can't afford him yeah so and but Chelsea are a different kettle of fish they're always sort of like you know what I mean they're always bound by the the wind of change aren't they do you know I don't mean that yeah. being disrespectful I, I do like well, I did like Chelsea I, I know some I know some good eggs with Chelsea fans but so before there are some apparently yeah before waving their little blue flags singing their one song <laughs> well one line it's one line isn't it uh, well, one, yeah. one word even so but before before Roman came along they I liked Chelsea I kind of liked the, the sort of cosmopolitan kind of way that they they ran the club for sort of six or seven years so I, I don't mind them that much but they are bound by that wind of change they do make mm. it, it's never kind of like a five year vision is it so no especially with the new leadership chasing shiny things here's a prediction for you if he joins Chelsea Potter won't see out the season yeah it's just be it'll be so disruptive yeah I mean he's under pressure already because of their results but I, I don't think it will give them the bump that the ownership would might think it will yeah so, there you go I, I'd, I'd make some quip about England but England have just destroyed Iran so it's I, I can't my 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 second favorite football agenda of bashing England for being so negative is I can't really get on that one today can I no and you know what we we did talk about this just before we came on I the I'm not a massive it's always been United before England for me but I did take special happiness in in seeing Rashford and, and Saka score Saka scoring yeah so that yeah. what's happened to them after the last tournament and to see them to see received with such joy as well do you know what I mean and 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 all the political nonsense that was happening earlier in the day I'm just glad yep. that first of all yeah I'm glad that England won but I'm I'm more glad 
the Rashford scored, he came on and scored, and then I'm, I'm just the, the way that it was Saka and Rashford who made that massive statement after what happened to them at the Euros. Um, I'm actually quite delighted, more, more delighted than I normally would be for England win for sure. Well, good for them. Well, that's a that's an hour on Ronaldo. Uh, it's what a fun topic. <laughs> I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder whether I'll need to use the word again. I mean, I guess there'll be some conclusion to this whole sorry saga. I can't quite see. I can't quite see the wood for the trees. I think it's it's in everyone's interest for Ronaldo to move on, but the financial aspects of it make this quite difficult. And someone will have to blink first on the payoff. I suspect it depends how big United's balls are. Whether they really want to go down the league route, we'll find out. 